0: As a counterfeit so check your pockets and welcome to the fang podcast um we are first american nigerian generation i'm gonna allow my host to introduce herself and then we're gonna talk to you about the other person sitting
1: across from me yes so my name is rebecca guys welcome back to another episode of the podcast um and to my left we have a very special guest with us today um, would you please introduce yourself? Tell them your name, your age, and where you're from.
2: Yeah, so I'm Joey Jabala, bad Bussy on Instagram. Right. I'm 25 years old <laughs> and I'm from Washington, D.C. And I now live here in Brooklyn.
1: Yes, yes. And we want to thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you for being here. I have been very excited for this episode. Um, I would love to talk to you some more. So I'm excited to get into the juicy topics. I'm down. But before we get into that, we do want to remind you guys to follow us on Instagram and TikTok. At the Fang Podcast, um, you can also make sure you listen to us anywhere you listen to podcasts, and you can see our beautiful faces and our flawless outfits as because we, we always serve, we always right, do that. Always, and you can catch us on YouTube.
0: Yes. Oh my gosh! So, I just wanted to share this quick story, right? Honestly, God really has a way of making people's fates align. Mm-hmm. And amen. I did not. We mm-hmm. did not know Joey from a hole in the wall. We just end up. Connecting Running here, into each right other here. here, yeah. Yep. And now we're connecting again, here, but a different room. It was in the other room last yeah, time, yeah, yeah. But we're in this room today. And when we met, jo- when we met Joey, it was after you were recording, right?
2: I think you we all were just finished. wrapped up. Yeah, we just we were recording,
1: and he was next, and so he was like setting up in the back. I was bringing we kinda... my big
2: obnoxious board and everything. You all were like, "What is this?"
0: Yes, and it was your outfit that I remember. I cannot give. Really? I can't. It was butterflies. And I was like, is that our that, size?
1: That, that is. I remember that. I was like, I is that our size? size? I think you were oh, like, you yeah. were, were going to change your clothes. You're like taking your clothes out your bag and going to go to the bathroom, I think, to change. And she was like, oh, your shirt is that beautiful? Is that for me? Is that in my size? <laughs> our mm-hmm.
0: size. Mm-hmm. We're going to share that <laughs> shit. We'll share it. You know, when you
2: see me coming in with my tote bag right now with extra outfits just in case. Right.
0: Because now you, Brooklyn made with the tote bag.
2: <laughs> Hardly. It's like the tote bags you get at the grocery store, you have to pay like
1: a dollar for.
0: If this is New York, at that point it's called fashion.
1: Honestly, yo, I literally <laughs> walk around with a tote bag. You see my tote bag over there with the lips and everything with the grills. I carry that tote bag everywhere with me. Yeah, I feel absolutely. I don't loop. even carry a regular purse. That's what I carry. I've, I'm wearing my and brand. Put like a nice little, yeah. a I nice mean, little baggie inside with still all your moment. necessities, and boom in your tote you know what? the
2: realest carry tote bags that's what i've noticed Say the that. realest <laughs> yeah the realest people either carry tote bags or drive a honda civic or both that's what i've noticed personally. i just got
0: a honda accord does that count me that absolutely. am i close absolutely
2: absolutely in my you opinion and a honda
0: Sam, yes. so it's good i don't want a honda but honda works it moves it does it works gets you to wo- where you need to it does right and i like it it got heated seats that's definitely better than my last car oh, that sounds we nice that
2: sounds better seats. than the mta
0: yeah, the MT is freaking ghetto. So dirty. I looked at a man today because he decided to put his feet on the chair. So I had to look at him. I didn't say nothing. I just looked at him and he made eye contact and put them feet right down. Mm. i to say no damn home training. On you what chair? Him, on the subway chair. On the bench
2: like he
1: pivoted yeah, to the
0: literally side? Literally pivoted and extended his six foot long leg on I'm the telling chair. i in New
1: York, people be real comfortable. They be
0: dirty. They be real comfortable. Like, that they could be, be somebody dirty. else's seat. That's... <laughs> Like somebody else could be there. For all that, he might—he might as well have just been a hobo that, sleep, that sleeps on the train, because that's the what they do.
1: Take over.
2: Yeah,
0: I take just,
1: over. <laughs> <laughs> Is they home now?
2: Yeah, I just have too much social anxiety to do shit like that. Like you know what I mean. Like I'll yeah. trip in public and I'm like, it's no, over. Cancel real. plans. I'm <laughs> going home. Like I can't put my feet up and just like <laughs> make myself fucking comfortable like that. Even oh that god. felt so wrong. I'm like,
0: oh my god, I could do it. It would make me feel like a boss, but I wouldn't do it because I feel like that's disrespectful. And I respect this space. And this is a space, a safe space. Absolutely. Right. Because the conversation we're going to get into, it's not a conversation we can say we have regularly. Mm -hmm. You know, we didn't grow up having these conversations with our parents. Um, I don't personally know anybody in my family or in in the Nigerian community that is part of the LGBTQ community. Mm -hmm. So we need some insight. And what other way to get insight from someone that's already in it themselves and flaunts it proudly? Thank you. Yes, because honestly, you make me want to come to one of those performance things. I don't know what you you be doing. Should
2: should, like (laughs) drag shows and shit?
0: But it don't look like drag. What, what the, the shows that you be going or performing at, what is it?
2: I go to like balls and drag shows and then just like random.
0: I've always wanted to go events. to a drag show. I've been to a drag show. I've always, show. always wanted I to. Yeah, invite it's us. really
2: I- fun. I was literally at one last night on a work really? night. But
0: yeah.
2: How was it? It was so fun. I didn't get home till like two and then I woke up at four for work today. Heard that.
0: Mm-hmm. You got energy. You got energy.
2: Um, And my coffee over there and delusion, but.
0: Oh, delusion <laughs> yeah. works. Delusion works. You see me, no, I'm a, a daily delu- delu- delusion
1: because whatever you believe will happen, will happen. If I'm gonna be good today, I'm gonna drink my coffee and I'm gonna get through the day, right. period. period.
2: Dream and delusion start the same letters.
0: Ooh,
1: you know? I, like like, I like
2: that.
0: Okay, I think I'm gonna add that to my bio. <laughs>
2: Post it on the mirror and everything.
0: The kind of D's I like.
2: Absolutely. <laughs>
0: And board the barrier
2: too. I'll take another view <laughs> while I'm at it, let alone one, because
0: it's been
2: looking harsh out here. Oh my gosh. But besides the point.
0: Besides the point. So before <laughs> we go into the actual topic, mm-hmm. we did want to share with because we have our segment called Wasaropalua. And we were gonna translate butt, vagina, and dick in our language. Mm-hmm. So butt is E D. Vagina is opo. I've been fucking up with that one, though. I'm not sure opo. if I said that right. Opo. Okay. opo, Right? And dick is kokoro. Okay. Right? Honestly, what language... I know you're Egyptian, mm-hmm. right? What language do Egyptians speak?
2: Predominantly, we speak Arabic.
0: Okay, so you speak mm-hmm. Arabic?
2: I understand it more than I speak... I'm that <laughs> terrible first generation... It's a first back.
1: generation thing. Like we will definitely <laughs> right. sit we, there and listen understand. to the conversation, right. eavesdrop. We know what y'all talking about, but to say it back is like
2: I'm like, I don't know about that. Uh, right. <laughs> For some reason, that's just a thing among first generation citizens. Mm. I don't know what it is. My parents are just like, I don't know, timid about teaching us Arabic, especially like, coming here during the country, like 9-11, blah blah blah, all that stuff was going on. they were, like yeah. they did they were kind of like gatekeeping our Arabness a little bit. In the early days, at least. Now they don't give a fuck, but.
1: Uh, more like protecting you too.
2: That exactly. Mm-hmm.
1: So at least you could at least embrace the American culture more and, you know, learn and do your upbringing mm-hmm. in America.
2: Yeah, and like, you know, as immigrant parents that worked really hard to just move over here to the country, like, in the beginning, it's exciting for them to see their kids kind of immerse themselves in new culture that they themselves, my parents, fall for us to experience,
3: Right. you
2: know what I mean? So mm-hmm. I guess that was a piece of it, but. I would have appreciated the lesson though in Arabic. <laughs> it's much easier than learning it than getting onto Rosetta Stone and trying to have some robot lady teach me.
0: So. Right. I took an Arabic class because half my family oh, yeah, okay, is Muslim. Yeah, my name is Muslim too. Yeah, yeah. Right? Zup. Mm-hmm. I
2: recognize the name. Yep.
0: So, um,. I didn't understand like when they would do the prayers and stuff, mm-hmm. I never understood. So I was like, you know what, instead of taking like a Spanish or French for a college credit for foreign language, I took Arabic. That shit was hard. Yeah. Honestly, just doing that switching from reading left to right to reading right to left. Absolutely. To, like even how you opened the book, I was like, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like, I know my numbers though. Well, Let's I speak hate. to English. Okay. I'm sorry. Not. Yeah. Talanta.
1: Right.
2: <laughs> now you knowing more than me. I'm like, I know one and two and everything
0: At, else at least I got it now. to three. So, at three was easy to remember. It was Talanta. That's
2: cute. Talanta?
0: What? Something like that. Don't quote it's me. It's
2: something like that. I can't even <laughs> confirm that. I'm a terrible Egyptian. But that's enough <laughs> to be able to order at a bodega. Either you get the one or the two. <laughs> I'm so. Crying.
0: I'm crying. That is so funny to hear. I never actually heard of it like that you only need to know the one and two at the bodega. But that's cool. So you don't know much about Arabic, so you can't even tell us how to say those in Arabic?
2: No, I know hamar is ass, so that's Humor? same thing as but hamar. Hamar. Yeah.
1: Like a hummer, but hamar?
2: Yeah, exactly, hamar. <laughs>
1: mm-hmm. yeah. Those are
2: the words that I learn first, are the cuss words. But like no, that's- No, seriously, like we always learn the right? cuss words first. Cause you're, you're gonna hear them the most, and most often they just stick with you for some reason. I was like, proper sentences?
1: Nah. <laughs> nah.
2: <laughs> They're in the garbage. Right. Give me the
1: foul shit. Give me the curse words. Give me all of that. That's, that's what I I'm, what
2: I'm saying. When my mom and dad would be going at it, that's when I'd be listening. It's just like, <laughs> really? Okay, so what does that mean? Yeah, ask my grandma. <laughs> what does everything mean? And she'd be translating for me.
0: <laughs> so you do picked up on some. I like yeah, that. Yeah, completely. So have you been to Egypt before?
2: Yeah, I've been twice. I've been in 2003 and then I went in 2008. That was my last time there.
1: Yeah. It It
2: was so good. I love it. That's my favorite place ever. Like, there is nowhere like Egypt. And everybody everybody that goes there always says the same thing, whether they're American or from wherever. They always say the same thing about Egypt. It's just different once you get there. It's different than what you expect, but in a really beautiful way, if that makes sense. Especially me being from there. I appreciate it more in that way.
0: I think it makes sense. I feel like a lot of first generation American kids with immigrant parents, Mm -hmm. we all appreciate back home more than we appreciate here. Definitely. Like, if I could survive there, like, if I didn't have to know the language and I could survive there, I would go live there.
2: That's what I'm saying. I've always wanted to spend, like, a summer there.
0: You should. At least I want to. We should try. Who knows? Maybe in the future, our pockets will align. And we could do, Ooh, like, a whole month God's thing. Grace. By God's
1: grace. Right? Because I've never been to Egypt. I want to go. Yeah, I would love to go to Egypt.
2: Please, must I say the... How do you, I don't know how you say it, but, like, when you um transfer the money, the American dollar, to the pounds over there, it's much more over there. Like a dollar here is $20 over there. We'll be
0: rich. Yeah. We'll mm-hmm. be rich.
2: Absolutely, so it's a good place to go shopping for gold, silver, Shit. all that stuff, yeah. And then you bring it back here and you sell it.
0: Wolf. so now you know where to go for your next project. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's gonna be free, it's gonna be damn near free.
2: Absolutely.
0: What? <laughs> mm-hmm. It's true though, because I always tell people that um living in New York for a month you could live in a mansion in Nigeria for a year. Facts. Like this country, just crowded and overpopulated.
1: Because it's only if you have the money, you can really live a good, lavish mm-hmm. life back at home.
0: Honestly, I think if you make a $50,000 income salary, you can live lavishly Yeah, that's back the at money home. if you have mm-hmm. the money, yeah. No, but you know, when we say that amount here, it's like you're making the bare minimum versus if you take that exactly. same money and go back home, you can live a good life. That's why I was saying it like that. That's sure.
2: And it's not even just in New York anymore, too. Like, even back home in D.C., it's the same idea. Like, you have to be making at least, like, 70s, something like that, to be living comfortably. Right. Which is crazy. It's not just New York or L.A. anymore. It's everywhere.
1: Literally. No, it's and wild. everybody's moving out of somewhere. Like, everyone's mm-hmm. moving. I saw a video on TikTok today, and the lady was like, "How oh, this is my first paycheck where I still have money from my last paycheck. So I didn't even know that I got a paycheck. Wow. I was like, that'd be the goal because a lot of people live paycheck to paycheck. Yeah. It's like, the check that I got today, how is that going to cover my bills and let me survive until the next check? So just to do the same thing and repeat that whole cycle over and over and over again. I think like more than like 90, I think I heard this once, more than 90% of America like don't, don't, doesn't even have like $1,000 in their bank account to the side, like just for saving. Just like a rainy day. Mm-hmm. Yeah, rainy day. Like mm-hmm. most people don't even have that much money. So...
0: You know what's funny? Every time I touch, I feel like I touch a thousand of my savings. Something happened to my car. <laughs>
3: yeah. <laughs> Something, Something happens, happens to my car. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. I'm like, oh my god! I Just finished school. I'm yeah. like, okay, I could build my savings back up. Absolutely. Boom. Tire Something fall happens. off. Got to pay for nah, a new car. That's now true.
1: <sighs> Me and Alex was just talking about that. Like, I've, I've had two cars, and every time I had cars, it was like so much money had to go into it. Like, granted. It's a car, though, so you get the luxuries of moving around. Being Absolutely. Warm. It's like a low-key little office, a closet on wheels. It could be all <laughs> that. little closet on wheels. It could be all that, but, you know, mm-hmm. it, it could take a lot of your money, though. It does. It can.
0: What? The tire fell off. Yeah, the
1: tire fell Literally. Tire
0: it's
2: so embarrassing <laughs> being stuck on the side of the road.
0: Yeah, It's so embarrassing, and I'd be scared because I want to look like a damsel in distress, and hopefully somebody
1: that has money right. and like really cares for me will come help right. me. But you know, they don't, don't be care. like that. They just yeah. do Like, oh, you- oh, look at her. Nah. I gotta go to my destination. Fuck that.
0: <laughs> it
2: really be like that. And all of my friends know how to change tires and shit. I'm like, your parents taught you that? Mine did not. They're just like,
1: I don't know how to change the tire. for Me That's what
2: I'm saying. Right. Like, I.
1: I think I do. I'm now.
2: calling whoever AAA ARP. <laughs> I don't know who the Hell fuck, yeah, fuck it is. I just call on
1: Speed dial. Something happens. Boom. Can you come help me, please? Can you come? Right, <laughs> exactly. I think I learned, though.
0: I did try to learn how to do a tire. I had to. It happened too many times not to know how to.
1: Wow. Yeah, you know, because that's a really good skill to to know. Because if some God forbid something happens to your tire, I need to know how to put that donut on the wheel so I can at least get somewhere so they can help me. But it requires oh, wow. some
0: strength, though. I'm not gonna lie. It requires some strength because <sighs> you gotta like what is it? It's something. It's called something. It looks. Like a you diamond, gotta like you press put it. it yeah, to lift the car up. The right? jack, right? Yeah, that's what it is. My gotta, straight brothers taught me that. See? Yeah, you learn something. And now mm-hmm. when I go to the mechanics, I be watching them. I know they'd be so mad because usually people stay a distance. My ass, I'm being. I'm like, what you doing? Uh huh. Like, how you do that? What's that supposed to do? I'm
1: like, oh, now I know if I have a hole in my I feel tire. Like this girls so annoying. Like, let me do my job. Now, and then you speak <laughs> Spanish too. Sometimes I be
0: like, I español poquito. Don't blame me. Like I understand what you're talking about. No, I mind bit. my
2: business like a good homosexual <laughs> and I call my dad and I'm like, so what do I do? I'm like <laughs> calling my brother. I'm like, what do I do? What does this mean? What is this is mean? the car gonna blow up? Like I'm
0: crying. That's always me. That and was a it, fear. The car blowing up.
2: That's always my thing. Whenever I smell something bad, like on the road when I'm driving by, you know, you'll smell like, you know, gas from like the big truck you're driving yeah. by. Mm-hmm. I'm immediately like, it's my car. This shit's about to blow up. Immediately. Right.
0: You know For some reason. I listen to the radio a lot mm-hmm. and I've noticed like in the radio with all the extra stuff that they be adding to the songs they be, I be thinking something wrong with my car because they add like, they'll add like intense honking no. or you're hear like, Trr. and I'm like, oh my God, my car, what is happening to my tires? I'm like, they need to stop.
2: It's like, is my car
0: about to explode or is
2: this like an Ice Spice song I haven't heard exactly. yet? You know what I mean? Yeah.
0: Literally, like what the fuck? They got to stop that. Um. I really be scared. And they, it's, oh, first of all, it's the gunshots that get me. The gunshots get me every time. Yeah, yeah especially if I'm driving at night. Oh, it is. You hear a tonight? <laughs> no, I live in Jersey, so you got to understand the fear. I am not accustomed to that life anymore of just hearing gunshots regularly. Right. So if I'm listening to radio and I start hearing gunshots, I'm like, "What the fuck is happening?" I am scared.
2: Right. Because you're listening for the music
1: and then exactly you're like, right.
0: Not to yeah. be aware
1: of my fucking surroundings. Yeah. No, I just started driving. Um. It's been I the only thing that I will say is kinda like God. iffy about driving is I always feel like I'm gonna not crash, but when I park, I still am fucked up with my perception. So I would think <laughs> I'm yeah. either too close, but I'm not too close. then when you park, you see mass space there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like practice. Practice makes perfect. I'm a try parking. I'd be that person they'd be like, Oh, that person I that reverse back in the- that's me. Yeah, that's
3: Ugh. me.
2: I'll be killing I'll be killing the reverse shit. You do yeah, the I'd- three point turn to yeah.
0: get into the spot. Mm what i could do that in one turn get out of here
2: See, I <laughs> do. One turn, i'm great at it it's just like extra i'm glad that you do it but like for me i'm like whatever i'll just get in and out because whenever i'm looking at somebody like taking up the lane to do their three-point moment i'm like do you really need to do you really want to have your moment right here in the middle of this walmart parking lot?
0: <laughs> you know nah i'll be in there i fe- i feel confident when i park I like that view. Yeah. I feel like a bad bitch. I love like I park parking. I like that, She's I really sure. hope other people are watching. I'm like anybody
1: else. Like yeah, I did that. Uh huh. And yeah. like
2: parallel parking alone, soon you don't have your friend out there like monitoring oh, yeah. where to sure. park it's and everything. I get out the car because <laughs> they all see. They're just like, oh, this fag's about to like, crash into the fire hydrant or something. Nope, not today, ma'am.
0: Not today. Right? The Absolutely. The only thing hot here. Um, that's too funny. I can't believe we went into a whole conversation about parking and fucking radio stations. Um, <laughs> but so this episode, right? It's going to be Joey really enlightening us on how it was for him
3: mm-hmm.
0: embracing yourself into the community and how it was for your family as well. Accepting that. Like, when did that happen? How did it happen? Like, I like, these are questions that I have to ask because yeah. as a, the term would be heterosexual female, right? As mm-hmm. a straight woman, I'm like curious as to like how you come to be who you are and just accept and love you as you are, period.
2: Mm-hmm. So, I would add ally to the community as well, both of you. Huh?
0: You lie.
1: I lie ally to ally. the
2: community, yeah.
1: Allies, oh. Yes. She's <laughs> like, you lie. No, I lie, girl. I was like, who's here? Like, <laughs> you yeah. lie.
2: I was like, oh, don't bring him up. But, anyways, Ooh. so wait, yeah. What was the question again? Sorry.
0: Basically, like, how was when did you you know embrace who you truly are, mm-hmm. or was it something that you've always been? And whenever that happened, how was it coming out in your family? Especially being that you're Egyptian,
3: mm-hmm.
0: we already know how Africans are about LGBTQ Absolutely. anything. So enlighten us. Like, how did you overcome and? Because you definitely come in here very confident. So we really mm-hmm. just want to know how you came to be. Mm-hmm.
2: So for me right now, I still feel like I'm in the process of like embracing it. And that's like a everyday journey in battle. Like that's a cliche, but it's a cliche for a reason. Because it's true mm-hmm. with anything you go through in life. But for me, I think when I was little, I was just me. Just like how we all are once, mm-hmm. you know, we're kids. You're kind of just like ruthlessly you. And I love that about children is that they're so innocent and pure and are just so themselves and, you know, society hasn't found a way to kind of like shame them out of being who they are yet. Right. You know? So that happened to me when I was little by like family members, people at school and everything. So then I kind of like became this little like turtle show all throughout, um, like middle school, high school and everything. And then I just kind of was over it. You know, I wanted to get out of Maryland. I wanted to get out of DC and I wanted to go to the city. I wanted to, you know, pursue, the lives that I like all my favorite like pop stars and like, like artists Britney. and celebrities yeah exactly that's my mother like if I was related to a Coca- to a Caucasian lady
3: <laughs> it would be
2: her absolutely and and who else who's out who else is like a really nice white lady like Gaga. Anne Hathaway and her too I love
1: Gaga. Fucks with Gaga oh that's my mm. first song Bad Romance
2: absolutely mm-hmm. right and so I don't know um to your question yeah I think. I'm still kind of like embracing it now in a way if anything i'm seeing myself now less as like a gay individual and more as like a queer individual i mean i still identify as a gay man but like queer is a good umbrella term for anything that you ad- identify and as in the community if that makes sense
1: yeah because i you know do I mean? hear the term queer a lot of people refer mm-hmm. to being queer but like what is queer like queer to me how i
2: see is like i said like an umbrella term if that makes sense so like whether you're lesbian, gay, trans, bi, you fit within that kind of spectrum, if that makes sense. So like for me, like, yeah, I'm gay, but like, I don't know, I'm just also kind of everything. Like I'm not just like a gay, cis, male. I don't just identify as like a man. I mean, I definitely am one and I do identify as that, but I'm also just everything. So if you want to call me she, I'm just like, okay. If you want to call me they, I'm like, okay. So the just pronouns everything. don't really
0: matter for you. Yeah, they
2: don't really matter. And it does to some people, which is really important to keep in mind. And you should definitely ask people what their pronouns are before addressing them when you, you know, think they might go by something else. But, yeah, I identify myself more among that spectrum I'm seeing where I identify in as a queer individual, as a queer Egyptian at 25 years old right now. So it's kind of like an everyday thing and it's fun, especially now the older I get and... Just the more you become an adult, too. So it's like I'm going through the journey of growing in my sexuality and growing in the journey of my adulthood at the mm-hmm. same time. And those kind of like cross paths sometimes. Sometimes they go different ways, but they eventually meet in the middle
0: mm, that at a- the
2: same time. Yeah, I go on tangents if you didn't notice.
0: <laughs> no, that's fine, though. But, um, <laughs> but I never really thought of sexuality and adulthood being two separate things that also intertwine with each other but mm. now that you brought it up i could kind of see it because it? i would i would feel like i was already an adult before i really started to embrace my sexuality too mm. and be confident in it mm-hmm. so i see what you meant by that that was interesting to hear
2: yeah and i mean both have different kind of like phases of growth too if that's how i'm trying to phrase it correctly i, I
1: get what you're trying to say yeah. you know
2: what i mean like
1: how you grow into your sexuality and might not be at the same time you're going through your adulthood yeah. and like actually growing up but it's still happening simultaneously like some people they come into their sexuality when they're in in high school and middle school yeah but you're not an adult ones. you're still going through your childhood you're still growing and stuff like that and some people they come into their sexuality as an adult or as they're going through mm-hmm. you know becoming an adult and i feel as though i relate to that a lot more like i'm learning more about who i am as a person what is it that i like about myself what i like sexually my own sexuality that's and amazing. i'm also growing like i'm a 24 year old woman i'm still growing every day i'm having new experiences and every day something gets altered something gets changed but that's a part of the journey and i i'm i'm enjoying it i'm enjoying yeah, it
2: yeah it's fun and that's the thing like they kind of both depend on each other too at the same time so like when I'm having a moment where i not like I'm struggling in my sexuality, but like I'm kind of more so just like I'm a little blurry when it comes to it. like I don't know how to present myself in such environment in another environment. But then that age thing comes in where I'm just like, I'm too old. I'm not really old, but like I'm too <laughs> grown to be like having to worry about this bullshit. And then that's when I drop it. I'm like, OK, Joe, you could chill with all the
1: shit that and deep. everything.
2: Yeah, it's not that deep. So it's you see how like deep. kind of both of them depend on each other. In a way, if that makes sense, Mm -hmm. and you made a really good point about um, people growing and realizing, learning about themselves in their adulthood, and that's a very true testament to people in the queer community because a lot of us have delayed development. You know, whether it comes to relationships or growing just as intellectuals and personal people, like you know, for me, like dating and stuff like that, I'm experiencing that now for the first time in my twenties. You know, versus in high school, I couldn't do that. Like the whole, like Mm -hmm. you have your crush, you hold hands, you kiss at the dance thing. I've never experienced that. I'm experiencing that now at Brooklyn, at these random parties and stuff like that, mm. as a 25 year old. So a lot of people have delayed development. So that's for they don't really grow into who they are until their 20s and 30s. Mm,
0: yeah,
1: definitely.
3: Yeah, it that's kind of so true. Spot it,
0: on. It was actually yeah. reminding me of what you said. Um, what you said <laughs> when we when we had Justin on about you felt like you had to hide yourself. Right. And then I was like, well, it's not that you had to hide yourself. It was more of you wasn't allowed to be yourself because Mm of the leash that the community
1: had on how you're supposed to carry yourself. Exactly. And it's like you want to keep up that persona of being the the good kid who goes to school, does the work, and they don't entertain all the extra bullshit that all the other kids are doing outside. Like, you're the good one, you know. And so, like, when you finally do get into your 20s, when you get into college, when you start your adulthood, Mm -hmm. that's when you start experiencing the things you should have experience in high school in middle school but it's like like you said delayed development that was really good
0: right so i w- could only imagine how more much more delayed it is for those part of the yeah. community because mm-hmm. you it was hard for you guys to not for everybody i don't know everybody's story because i can't speak for them of but that time where like you said the holding hands having a crush you couldn't do that so mm-hmm. that even is socially
2: you know what i mean like my friend group like I couldn't even fully be myself within my own friend group. I mean, granted, like, I have a best friend of mine that I've been best friends with for my whole life, 25 years now, and we're actually both gay and everything. We both came out to each other, and we were kids, blah, blah, blah. It's a cute story. So I had him, and I'm very thankful for him. But, you know, like, when I would go to high school because we didn't go to the same school, it's like it would just be me and like my girlfriends and that's it and i was still like everyone saw me as the gay one clearly i mean like how could you not tell but <laughs> you know to me i was just like oh i'm just with my friends yeah right you know and so i didn't even know that part about me yet it was more so people were just telling me about that and then i had to go and figure it out
0: right cuz I, I because i'm not trying to be like rude or anything but i know like when we were in high school or just even now you could look at somebody even though they have never come out the closet you can be like, oh, that person is gay. You know what I mean? Or, mm-hmm. or we were like, oh, because of the way they talk, the way they carry themselves, and the perception
1: of what back then, what we had of what a gay person looks like, what which a gay was, person acts like, that's a very which is good the point. feminine, the feminine, feminine energy, that flamboyant, they give up. Mm-hmm. extra, all of that. And right. then
0: you learn very quickly. You could still be a straight man and still give off and feminine not- energy. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, and
2: just have like great hygiene, dress well. Right. You know, mm-hmm. and that's the thing too that I see a lot of. Um, cis people doing to other cis people is they're like, oh, this person's gay because like he wears this outfit and his pants are cut this way and like his hair's always done. He gets his like cuticles done. I'm like, or he just practices good hygiene. Cares okay. about
1: himself and yeah. his appearance
2: or
0: he's creative. Because even so, like, um, the guy that we met previously, exactly. Alex. A lot of, like, for me, like, girl, being in the nail tech world, mm. I I don't care who you are. I'm doing, I love clean hands and yeah. I love clean feet. Like, but I cannot, before back then, I would have looked at his nails and be like, oh, he's probably part of the community. But mm. now I'm like, he's just a, a from what I see, it. he's just a man that like his nails done. I and he it. likes style. He likes style. He's that made athlete.
2: me so happy. That was my first time meeting him. And I was like, oh, yes, his nails done too. I love that.
0: Right. Actually, in Buff, if, I have to say when it came to like really accepting people in the LGBT community, mm-hmm. especially me learning about it, I learned about it a lot in college. Yeah. And I had quite a few experiences that did not end well because I was still ignorant to to that community, or at least mm-hmm. like understanding it. So I know like there was some points like when it started to do like the name changing and pronouns. I know in my time, I have offended a particular person, mm. but I didn't mean to offend. Yeah. I just, I personally wasn't made aware of the name change. Gotcha. So I continue to refer to them by the name I met them as. I got you, yeah. And they didn't bother, they corrected me, but it was with aggression instead of like, oh, I don't talk to this person regularly anyway.
3: Mm-hmm. So
0: they wouldn't have known Right. And I'm not the type of person because I hear somebody else calling you a certain name, I'm going to say it too. I don't, I'm not doing that because yeah. I don't, I don't know, I don't have that relation. You don't know them as that. Yeah. You know exactly. them as the name you've
1: been known them as.
0: Now I learned yeah. like, just, you either go by the name or you ask because Always ask. Woo, Always I've been ask. blocked.
2: <laughs> Always ask. And I mean, your intention wasn't ill or anything. No, yeah. it wasn't
0: like trying to degrade the person or just, or not accepting yeah. the person. I personally just, Did not know I was not made aware, and I just wasn't about to jump on the wave because everybody was on it. I didn't know, like I had to Mm -hmm. learn. Even um, I had to also learn too, because these were like these were key moments in my life that really made me realize, like I am ignorant to the stuff that really goes on in the LGBTQ community. Mm -hmm. When I learned that, like you know, it was a uh, okay. When I see the person, when I met the person they were a female yeah. or they are a female mm-hmm. right but they dress like men and prefer to be him bec- prefer to be mm-hmm. called him he Yeah. but they were in a relationship with somebody that when i look at them i would have saw i saw a male I but
2: gotcha.
0: that male referred to themselves as she and her so i was confused mm-hmm. right and I learned like sometimes not everything can really be black and white. Yeah. And you're not gonna fully understand. But like I've learned that I did offend some people during those times because of my ignorance to understanding it. But at the same time, you really can't blame everybody else. Cause what we known to grow up with is not the life that you're living. Yeah. Like I'm I'm cool with anybody with honestly, I don't care about your sexuality. Yeah. I care about who you are. So if who you are is an asshole of a person, I'ma let you know you're a fucking right. asshole. It has nothing to do with your sexuality. But it came that point in time where it was like, if you if you didn't agree with gay relationships, you were kind of canceled. And it was like, well, you don't have to agree with it because it's not you, but you could respect somebody else's life choices. Mm-hmm.
2: That's a good point. That's a very good point. It's like we're not asking people to be allies. Just simply mind your business if you don't
0: really mind, you your know what I mean? Business. Like if you don't
2: care, if you can't support then okay, just mind your business.
1: Really? That's really all it is. Mind you know? your business, mind your business and just be respectful if it does happen to be your business in the moment.
2: Yeah, exactly. You're walking by a restaurant, like a certain like food type you don't care about. Are you going to look up the restaurant and write a bad review, even though you've never been
0: true? No, you're just going to yeah. walk
2: by the restaurant. Exactly. Find one that you enjoy. So you know,
0: from this episode, if you didn't take anything, take this, mind your business. Yeah, just mind your business. <laughs> like it's
2: not that deep. deep. It really isn't, you know, like there's so many, especially now in this age where we're talking about like your apart systems and stuff like that. Okay, well, sexuality and love is one of those things. Right? That doesn't need a, need a system. It doesn't. You know, like I would like there love. to be a lane system in the city with driving and stuff like that. That's lovely. There could be clear lanes in that red, yellow, green light everything clear directions as that but when it comes to like relationships sexuality all things that are so personal to us really doesn't need rules and
1: guidelines it doesn't as long you as could we're not hurting stay, the next person you could just stay within the community that you're comfortable with yeah because normally yeah. the talk about like sexuality it's not it wasn't being had like people just weren't talking about that whatever you did in your sexual lives You kept that to yourself and Mm -hmm. that was between you and your partner. But now it's more open on social media and more people are they're becoming more aware of like what people would identify as, what is being queer, what is being gay, what is being this, what is being that. And at this point, I you know, it's just important to understand that even though you might like like we all said, if you don't agree with it, that's fine. Just do you and respect other people. Like I know for me when I first started having like I was aware that there are people who are gay and people Mm -hmm. who are lesbian. Those were the two terms I would use back then. I was in high school. I went to an all-girls school. And for the first time, I saw two girls kissing. I was like, oh, oh, okay. Like, when I I decided to go to an all-girls school, it wasn't... Like, oh, I'm going to see people or, you know, relationship. This is like the stages where you develop and have all all those feelings with people and stuff like that. I was just going to school because it was a good school and I was told it was going to help me get into a good college. So that's all I was worried about. And then even when I did get to college, I took a gender sexuality course Mm -hmm. my last semester. And it definitely helped me understand more terms and just to be aware of what's going on because that's another thing that's important just make yourself aware you know you don't have to know all the terms because there are like a million terms but just knowing the basics and knowing that as long as you're being respectful you never know if the next person you meet is a part of the community and you and at some point down the line you may not know if you might be a part of that community so you just respect r-e-s-p-c-t
2: exactly exactly And that's Uh, a very good point. Very good. And very good point.
0: College definitely influenced because you said you took a gender sexuality class. I took an anthropology class. Mm -hmm. And anthropology, I mean, like, because it was about culture all over the world. Right. And one thing that my professor focused on was literally telling us how there's really like people that are like, okay, we're just going to, I'm just going to use the general term gay. I'm Uh not trying to use it in the wrong terms, but gay just to affiliate with the community, Mm -hmm. just to shorten term. So basically, that anything gay lgbtq was always within always a there. lot of cultures always there it was always there i was like when i learned that in anthropology i was literally like yeah. what the fuck?" they no, made it seem we, like this shit happened 10 years ago we've this been shit brainwashed been sh- ever to
1: think heterosexuality is the 100 correct way and is the only way to do things and it's like no mm-hmm. like people have been around for how long how is it so crazy to think that two women would not have been together? That two males right. would not have been together. Like, why?
2: Right.
3: Why? Queerness because-
1: goes
2: back to literally mm-hmm. ancient Egyptian times. There's hieroglyphics of two men holding hands, yeah. kissing and stuff like that. Now
0: when I think about it, the Egyptians was like, you know, they was on the deal yeah, my too. cousins knew. Like, my great <laughs> great,
2: great, great, great cousins knew. Like...
0: They did, and even too when you learn about Egyptian culture, they were like you know the feminine energy, how they would carry yourself, how their hygiene. Egyptians were definitely one of like one of the most hygienic Africans in history. Like even in nails too, they did have some influence in the nail Mm. in the nail industry, like in the BCs (laughs) BCE before Christ era, yeah. (laughs) Literally, but I was so amazed learning about it in different cultures, Mm -hmm. and I think. I like this is just my theory. I don't even think if this is scientifically correct. But when you start when they started to introduce the Bible, like don't get me wrong, I'm a Christian. I stand for Jesus at all right. time. But cultures have have different beliefs, right? And if mm-hmm. I'm in the culture where my culture is saying it's the right way is to be one man, one woman, that doesn't mean in another culture in another religion it's something different yeah. even indians right or is it buddhism or hinduism where it was their gods are d- different sexes mm-hmm. like i mean i think there was i don't know what the correct term is but like i think there was a specific god that is both genders yeah right or let's say, let's say genders sexes because when i think genders i think about gender roles and i think those play very differently from sexes yeah and especially mm-hmm. if it's a
2: religion or a spiritual practice like i don't even see that figure as a human i just see it as a spirit something greater than right physical human beingness yeah you know good what point. i mean good point like
0: it goes beyond our imagination
2: yeah exactly and i think the like attempt of erasure at Queerness and homosexuality, homosexuality, and all the above is such a westernized and like white centric idea.
0: It is because it is. It is just like
2: most things, you know. Like
0: (laughs) (laughs) they influenced everybody's culture. Westernization Mm -hmm. literally, it has its own term. There's no term such as easternization. (laughs) It literally is westernization. That's the only thing that exists, and it has influenced everybody's culture Mm -hmm. from Nigeria. All the way to Asia. Like, I don't know what they was doing when they got on them boats and they learned the world was not flat, but they was running. It was
1: active,
0: bro. Bro, they was active. <laughs> they, was active. they were mad manipulative. Like, if you never, if you haven't watched The Women's King, go watch it. What? That shit. I was like, my people, mm-hmm. like, like they went, cause when The Women King, when you look at, think about black women, right? Um, Or women in general, they're supposed to carry themselves softly, nice, clean, not aggressive, gentle. But the woman king was like... Yeah, no, I'm like that. I'm aggressive. Yep. And it was like, it was okay to say like, it was okay to be aggressive because they were warriors. And I'm like, oh my God, these are my people. Cause every time I say like, oh, as a black woman, I say I'm aggressive. People are like, you can't say that. I'm like, but I am like, if I, I will aggressively pursue something. Right. I didn't see it as a bad term, but it's like you. it was like, you couldn't affiliate aggressive with being black. But it was like, at one point, if you didn't, if Westernization wasn't there, the Dayomis, they were they were it. the coaches they mm-hmm. were it. they were aggressive. they were killers. You can't be no soft killer what no, the hell? no. Go for so I, you like, get killed Exactly, you gonna get <laughs> right? killed and I felt liberated. I'd be mean, like, oh my God, I see my people, like it was okay to be a fighter. like I felt liberated i I, I could attack somebody, but no, um, this is America. The, 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 we only attack within <laughs> reason, yes, within reason, and mm-hmm. the whole point in the movie was. Like even one point, like um, the one of the guys from Spain was telling mm-hmm. tell the other the girl to come with him to to Spain or whatever, and she's like, no, this is my home. And somebody had made a TikTok that was mad hilarious. She was like, go back to you with to England, mm, dirty. I was like that's so fucking funny because yeah. even they talked about the dresses, how they dress too in the movie. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, your women wear long sleeves and this, so how do they run? What? Yeah. Uh, back in the day, Europeans, right? Like uh-huh. Bridgerton type shit. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. The dresses and the corsets. Oh, How right. would women have oh, been able okay. to be active? No, they have to hold a certain posture. So she had yeah. the other main character in the movie has said like, "Well, how do your women run? Obviously, they can't wow. fucking run. Mm-hmm. They're
1: fucking useless. Yeah. So their it, roles
2: like, are meant to be at home, housewives, mm-hmm. all that, can just
1: be figures. That's it. Mm-hmm. Pretty little figures to look at. Right, yeah. and it's like now I'm
0: active. I want to run. Even now, I am South African culture. I'm not quite sure which culture it is exactly, so I'm not gonna say one. But there is um, South African culture is it has embraced the LGBTQ community. Like, um, there's a photographer. Her name is I don't know if I'm pronouncing her first name correctly, mm-hmm. but is Z A N E. L E Zanel Moholy, mm-hmm. and she's a South African photographer. Um, she has this photo book called Phases and Faces, which were her basically, or I don't maybe Day. She don't go by her, Day, mm-hmm. right? Where they are showing the faces of her community and the LGBT community and sharing their story. And it really made me admire her as a admire them as a photographer. Yeah. As well as an activist, because what they were doing was fighting for. To this day, they're fighting that they don't k- kill them no more. Yeah, you know they're attacking them. But it was, it's such a beautiful culture because mm-hmm. I think in the I believe in the South African culture too. In some parts of it, um, if you ever seen the heterosexual women, they still wear the traditional attire, and some of that traditional attire required them having the breasts out, like the breasts be all out. Mm-hmm. But Westernization don't allow that. Mm-hmm. But the culture there, it was like you could embrace it. Exactly. Oh, my God. I have to show. I have to find a TikTok for you
1: guys. Or let's just like the photo. I know. I need to
2: see this. This photographer sounds very interesting. Yeah, that sounds really beautiful. Because
1: being able to share that message, share people's stories and still capture an image. Mm -hmm. And give that beautifulness out to people so they can actually not only enjoy what Mm -hmm. they're consuming, but learning something at the same time. That's very beautiful. And she
0: doesn't. They do it in black and white. You see, I have to catch myself. They do it in black and white that's what even makes it you know there's something about black and white that just tells a story yeah i believe that and Mm -hmm. it's
2: that's like practicing pure intersectionality you know that's representing for the south african community as well as people that are of the south african community and that are among the lgbtq plus community like people could be many different things you know there's queer south africans there's queer egyptians like Intersecting those two together is very, very, very important. And a lot of people forget that.
0: It is. And you know, um, because I remember me, and you were talking one day Mm -hmm. and I was like, I don't know any like Nigerians that's really part of the LGBTQ community. And you were like, what? I know a lot. And now I feel like, I I don't feel a type of way, but I'm like, damn, I kind of want to embrace my people. I want to know them. Like, because they're still Nigerians to me, but I, Mm -hmm. but because, you know, there's the acceptance, I couldn't understand why they basically cut themselves off from us yeah but i like honestly if you're in That's the an community and meeting,
1: because it's true i don't i cannot say that i know any nigerian you know in the community or that i have even know anyone of the community like my friends i don't know anyone who is in the lgbtq mm. community and what you said how they probably just separated themselves from the culture i can completely see that i can understand that because like we said We don't talk about this stuff. And it'll be very hard for someone who is coming into their own sexuality and to feel comfortable enough to even share that with their family. And it's like, well, what if they don't accept me? You know, what I've been learning all my life about God and how it's supposed to be man and woman. And and if I want to be something else, I can't because that's wrong and I'll be Mm -hmm. damned and, and, and all of this stuff.
0: Right. But now we have Nigeria has our we have our icon. <laughs> for mm. the community, Bob Risky. Uh-huh. If you don't know who he is, look him up, Joey. Bob mm-hmm. Risky. Her, her. her okay. I'm still learning. I'm so, I'm so, still learning. I'm well, still I'm her. still adjusting. Not learning. Adjusting. Um she I don't even know what, what, what,
1: is she a transgender? She uh, Did she ever transition? Well, yeah, she identifies as a as a as a woman. That's what matters. Right. Yeah. Okay, period. She identifies as a woman. She's a feminine woman that's what she is literally Mm -hmm. and she is for the
0: community she is for the community but i can say that's the only person i know yeah and that
1: she's a representation for them but i don't know if they even accept her as a representation not everyone but i feel like through people seeing her on social media it has made them more aware of like yo there's other people in this world who are not like me and do i even want to go and take that chance to learn more about that probably not but if they're entertained by bob brisky they're going to see everything that she posts and sometimes she posts stuff she posts some crazy shit (laughs) nobody she also crazy shit but i don't know she posts educational she likes to teach people about like
0: no i I I
1: don't think so the only thing that she teaches that i just
0: don't fuck with is the bleaching she Mm. she is the face of skin bleaching and I'm just not for it yeah I don't you could you could be whatever but to manipulate the melatonin in your skin the melanin in your skin for the sake of being considered more beautiful I don't Mm -hmm. fuck with and she sells that but other than that I just what I only really like about her is how much she embraces herself and does it unapologetically Mm
2: -hmm. yeah I think besides that point you made before I think her existing as an out and proud queer Nigerian is important. Exactly. Because you know? there's probably so many people following her and just being like, whether they can or can't come out to their families, and just being like, oh, okay.
1: And there's she someone lives out there, like in me. Nigeria too. She does. She wow. lives in Nigeria. She That's comes to amazing. Brooklyn too. Brooklyn. Really? Yeah,
0: girl. She comes to the Brooklyn. I know where she stay at.
2: Okay. Oh. Oh. Future guest soon, but yeah, I think it's even just seeing those. Queer people of color within our own different communities existing is really strong and really important. And that's actual representation. Even me, like, I don't know that many queer Arab people, honestly. Even here in the city. Like, I've met maybe, like, three. Which, like, for being in New York, that's insane.
0: That is insane. I would expect Mm -hmm. it to be more.
2: Yeah. Haven't seen that many.
0: But who knows? Maybe they just still haven't gotten the guts yet. Of course. Be themselves and not
1: let the community have that leash on them. Mm -hmm. But everyone, everyone comes, comes to themselves within their own time. Exactly,
2: Mm -hmm. that's the thing. I'm not with the whole conversation of like forcing people out the closet or the whole like there's it's this whole thing of like you know there'll be celebrities that people talk about that everyone thinks are gay. It's kind of like this whole thing of us just like waiting and pressuring them to come out, like this waiting game of like okay when is it gonna be time? Like I get it. Like we could Kiki and joke and just be like. You know he's he's not really dating her. They just arrange them two together for publicity. But at the same time, it's like first, why do you care that much about a person you don't even know? Mm-hmm. And right. two, it's just like let that person live, let that person live, whether they discover it now or later.
1: Right. It's their life. You know, people care too much. Um, I don't know if it's because right. It probably is because one is something they're not used to, and maybe their lives are just so boring and. Something is just so interesting <laughs> on so social media, that. something is so different from their reality. It's not something they're used to seeing, not something they're used to hearing or going through. So when they see something different online, it's like, oh, this is exciting. This is exciting. And then they just go crazy. Like People love social media, but it's like a fucking illness. It's really like an illness. Like there's more to life than social media. Yeah, it looks cute. Yeah, you see people post stuff and, mm-hmm. and shit like that. But people only post one side of themselves on social media. Just because you see the happiness, the giggles, me and my relationship, me on my mm-hmm. new flight mm-hmm. to Dubai, to London or whatever, people struggling back at it home. Does not mean anything. <laughs> it's people boring. are still struggling back at home.
0: Yeah. My mom had made a comment the other day. She was like, she was like, Me, you, Shala, we're doing really well. Like we're really, really living a good life. Mm-hmm. But people would not know that we are still struggling because it don't matter where you are in life. There's always going to be a new there's always obstacle. A struggle. Mm-hmm. There's always a struggle. Exactly. And that's the thing. It's like whoever made this rule
2: that like, okay, just because I post a pretty picture on my Instagram of me smiling, does that just declare that like life is great and that cured everything? no i just look cute this day i might (laughs) have cried a little bit after but i looked really cute in this moment
0: how do you feel about people posting when they're sad on social media Mm,
2: for me personally like i'm not that girl to do this like pull the phone out and record myself crying for me personally like it's just so counterproductive you know like if i'm having a moment and I want to share it on social somehow, maybe I'll either just like put that show on my close friends, or I'll just do it in a way that's me. Like, I'll maybe joke about her, put like some type of meme up that like kind of describes how I'm feeling. But like, to just like record myself crying, I'm like, that eliminates that little like velvet rope we were talking about earlier. Of mm-hmm. Like, I want to share myself and let people know exactly who I am. I don't want people to just know me as like, bad pussy on Instagram. It's like, no, I'm just Joey from DC, essentially. But <laughs> With that being said, like I don't need to cry on my Instagram stories when I'm having a bad day for you to know me as I am. Mm
0: -hmm. You know? Right. Because if I'm having a sad day, I don't really go to social media. But um, there will be occasions where I'll probably do a lot more writing when I'm sad. Like, and that's, how (laughs) I will handle my emotions like I'm a writer I'm a poet Mm -hmm. so if I'm happy I'm gonna show it you know physically Mm -hmm. but if I'm upset I'm probably gonna put it down on paper or I'm gonna like you know make a take a picture of my pants and write Mm -hmm. a whole thing like oh my god this happened in my life but um but to post yourself crying I don't do that either
1: I think I I look ugly when I cry I think
0: we all do like the only way I'm gonna you're gonna get see me crying is if I'm getting paid for it, okay? Viola know what she was doing.
2: Right. Right. <laughs> or winning an award an of some type. Just exactly.
0: Like, oh, I didn't prepare a speech. I never knew this was gonna happen. But
2: like that moment would be cute.
0: Right, but not the
1: oh I don't even know. Like what is so sad that you right. have to post it? Why would you wanna post it though? That's what I'm saying. See, it's like just- who wants to post sad stuff? Who wants to post when they going through shit? Like no, I don't want to see you going through shit. If anything, I want to see you flourishing. That's what I want right. to see. Because if anything, that'll motivate me. All right, Becca, get on your shit. Like, you want to do better? Do better now. Exactly. And it's just such an
2: awkward interaction. Like, the idea of, like, boohoo into your phone. And then just, like, okay, cute. And then, <laughs> like, what, are you watching it over? Like, maybe I should add the Cairo filter onto this. Like, it's just, like, that idea is so transactional and corny to me. It's like, it's I personally can't. It's very cringy. I'd rather just cry to myself or to my friends. Yeah, it's just cringy.
1: Even looking at myself crying, I don't want to see that. That's cringy.
2: (laughs) I'll maybe do like the creepy, like, smile in the mirror thing after I'm crying. But can I do this? And I'm like, no, I can't. I can't get through this.
0: (laughs) Them pictures always come out the worst. They come out the worst. I would not like how I look. Mm -hmm. I tried it before. Mm I didn't like it. Like, I could post a bad hair. They don't. But I can't post myself sad. Nope.
2: Yeah, and like, I don't know, I'll just find a funnier way to talk about it. Like, for me, I love expressing, like, all types of emotions via humor. You know, like, that's why I love Twitter. Like, I'm always on it. Like, I don't even scroll on it that much. It's just me blurting out random shit. So say, like, I had a really, what was that?
1: I need to get on Twitter. It's fun. It's really fun. I had a terrible experience with Twitter. Oh, no. Yeah. I got in so much trouble. I'm (laughs) scarred. So much trouble. I got suspended from school. I was so petrified. What did you too? That's the thing. I don't even know what I did. <laughs> Apparently I I was posting like stuff online about my teachers and stuff. And I was being rude. I would do the same shit. I was being <laughs> rude. <laughs> Which I, I don't, don't recall Facebook doing any of that. Day. And they found out. And then yeah, I got in trouble and I had to shut down my Twitter account. And at that point, I was like really active on Twitter. Like I loved Twitter. But once I had my account closed, I never made a new account and I just Never they were trying to cancel Twitter. you
2: in fifth grade. That's crazy. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and she been canceled. She never been back on. Don't bro. you have a curriculum to focus on? Why <laughs> stalking my Twitter? <laughs> that, <laughs> that is wild. so funny. Um, I wanted to ask, what mm-hmm. when you came out to your, if you ever came out to your parents, how did that go?
2: Okay. So for me, I came out to my mom and like basically the rest of my family when I was 20. So I'm 25 now. So it was only five years ago. And she pretty much knew, like, it's that whole thing of, like, everybody in the family knows her are kind of just waiting when. Mm -hmm. But with my mother and I, we had a very, like, that's my best friend. Like, my mom is my best friend. She made me who I am, which goes to show that it was very surprising that she had a harsh reaction when I came out. Because I'm like, not to say you did this, but, like, you kind of did this, girl. But (laughs) anyway, so when I came out, I was 20. And my whole thing is I didn't start identifying myself as, like, gay or liking men or realizing that was a thing itself or like sexuality was a thing till i was like 18 19 so i already did a school a year of school here in new york and everything i was kind of discovering myself i had a better grounding of who i was so i came home one year i did community college back at home and i always said if i meet a guy, that's when i'll come out to my family and so i was back in my community college i met this one dancer who went to my community college Of course we ended up not working out at all. It was a complete (laughs) train wreck. But nonetheless, I came home very giddy one day. I would always like dress up really well on the days we had class together. And I was coming in and I think I was blasting like Gaga or something like through my headphones or something. And my mom was like, why are you always blasting like girl music and listening to girls? And like, I think I was wearing a pink shirt too. Like literally just like a pink like t-shirt with like black jeans or something. Like it wasn't anything like groundbreaking or controversial, it's just Mm -hmm. a piece of fabric. To right. me, and this was after years and years and years of constant pushback. So I would say, in my rough teens, my mom and I like started having kind of tension when it came to my sexuality, because she would like she knew that I was gay, but she wasn't getting the answer that she wanted. But I don't even know if it's the answer that she wanted, if that makes sense. Yeah, you know. So she had a, she had a you know more of a hard time with it, and it just came from past experience because um, my uncle actually was gay himself. Yeah, my late uncle, but I didn't meet him because unfortunately he passed due to AIDS during the AIDS pandemic. Mm. So with that being said, and knowing that now and I'm older, I have much more understanding where she was coming from with her slight homophobia, I'll say. (laughs) It definitely was that. But it wasn't out of feeling, how do I say it? Any ill towards being gay she just had fear Mm -hmm. you know and so i came out to her that day she was just like why are you wearing pink and listening to all this girl music are you gay like she would she would ask me that like every week like i kid you not like y'all know all the details in the (laughs) memoir one day like my teens were rough like between my mom and i like it was so tense it was like every day like we were getting into some type of like discussion or whatever once again i'd be coming down for school wearing like a pink shirt or like a very bright red shirt. And she'd just be like, why are you dressing like a girl? Or like I'd walk a certain way and you know, I'm quite blessed in the back. So there's a (laughs) lot of movement. I mean like she literally gave that to me genetically. So how could you not? I mean, you see her too and I'm like, look at you nah. But anyways, um, so you know, I just walk the way I walk and everything I do is so um, magnetized and focused on it. It would always be questioned with the follow-up like, Why do you do so-and-so like a girl? This and this like a girl. Are you gay? Are you gay? Are you gay? So I'd get that often. And so I got it on that one day when I came back home and she was just like, are you gay? And I was like, yes. And I said it to her and I will never forget seeing her face change and like tears immediately, not even just like well up in her eyes, but just like fall out of her eyes. And in that moment, I realized I was like, oh shit, I said it. It's not a thought in my head anymore. I see the words like, I see the sentence like splattered on the ground in front of me if that makes sense like yeah. and so that's how i came out to her it was a rough few months after that it was just constant crying from her and honestly like i love her we're completely fine now everything is all good that's my best friend but in that moment i felt for her and i wanted to make sure she was comfortable but also i'm not taking anything back right love you girl but this is me it's my life i'm 22 at that moment yeah. You know, even if I was 15, too, I mean, granted, I would still need to stay under, you know, and live under a house and depend yeah. on her for support at that time. But at that time, especially when I'm 20, I'm an adult. I know myself now. Right. You know, I'm not an 80-year-old with years and years and years and decades and decades of wisdom. But I think I know myself to a certain point now. Right. And so I wanted to make sure she was comfortable with the, I don't even want to call it grieving process, but whatever emotion she was going through after. But... I definitely wasn't taking anything back. Like after she said, or after I told her that I'm gay, I comforted her. I was like, are you going to be okay? Da da She just kind of sobbed and I was like, all right, I'll be up in my room. I went up in my room and I was just like, I did it. I did it. <laughs> I was so happy because I was fucking proud. And I was like, you know what? I love my mom enough to love the child she created enough. Mm-hmm. That was deep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And let him be, Who he's meant to be. And so in that moment, I was just like, I could give less of a fuck about this. I care about her. But do I give a fuck enough about those type of reactions to who I am? Enough to keep that away from people, let alone myself? Absolutely the fuck not. So that's how I came out to my mom. And then luckily enough, my mom kind of became like my PR agent in that moment. And she just let the rest of my family know. She was like, yep, he came out so i only had to come out to one person officially which is great so ever since then it's just been my immediate circle of family that knows so like my grandmother for instance like i've never came out to her and i don't plan on coming out to her i mean like if she really wants to know one day sure but i don't think that's gonna happen she is an egyptian lady she's an old egyptian woman
1: traditional traditional mm -hmm. some people are just set in their ways and it's gonna it'll be hard to try and get them to understand mm -hmm. but it's like, you, you don't even got to put yourself through that. Like, you know, you already know.
2: Yeah. And she still does a thing. We'll be watching, like, I don't know, like an old, like, rom-com together. And she's like, yeah, Yusuf, when will you bring me home? You know, a wife and stuff like that. And, you know, grandkids. And I'm like, oh. <laughs> little does she know. Little does she know I'm the <laughs> wife, you know? And so, yeah. So even like my cousins in Egypt and overseas and stuff like that, like, they probably know because they stalk, you know, my Instagrams and my Facebooks and right. my Twitter and everything. Mm-hmm. but. I don't need to come out to them publicly anymore. As long as, you know, my immediate family knows since they really wanted to know so bad.
0: Do you Here. think they could have lived without knowing?
2: My immediate family? Yeah. Um, I would say only... Ask that question one more time.
0: Do you think they could have lived without knowing?
2: Do you think they could have lived without knowing? Mm, I would say maybe my mom, if anything, because she was the only one that really cared about my sexuality or where I stood at that. Mm-hmm. Just out of the fear that I came before, you know, with my uncle and everything. Like, when she told my siblings and everything, they were just like, okay. Yeah, exactly. Like, I have, like, very straight brothers. I have two older brothers and then a younger sister. My younger sister could have given less for shit about it. She was just like, okay. And they had the same reaction, too. Like, they're very macho, hetero men, but they're, you know, they're, like, late 20s, 30s, so they're kind of within our generation, too. So so they understood. Yeah, they understood it. They were just like, okay, it's kind of obvious. Even my dad, too. My dad, surprisingly, actually didn't take it harshly at all, which a lot of people think would be reversed, you know, because it's usually like the mother's there for the son and everything, and it's the dad that has the opposing feelings towards it. My dad was like, as long as, like, you feel okay and everything's all right mentally and, like, you know where you stand as, like, a person, whatever. So I... Appreciate that and respect that for my dad a lot. We have like a developing relationship, but I respect that. So
0: that is, that is really nice. Actually, Mm -hmm. crazy story, but really nice for you. Broke your mom's velvet rope. We've been talking about velvet ropes this entire episode. Mm -hmm. You just said chop, but it was in, it was like a grand opening.
2: Exactly. I'm welcoming you in, you know what I mean? Like you, you, when you're waiting in line outside a club, they open the velvet rope because it's time for you to come in. Right. Mm -hmm. It's time for you to be a part of my life now. It's not, it, and that's the thing. That's how I knew I was okay and not necessarily caring too much about her sad reaction to it is because I didn't come out or I'm not being who I am to make you upset. No.
0: Right, it's not a rebellion. I'm being the gift ad, you made me. It's not me. a rebellion.
2: Yeah, exactly. It's not rebellion. There's plenty of other ways and plenty of other things I could do to piss people off. But me being who I am isn't, if you're pissed off by me being who I am, that's your fault.
1: Right. You know what I mean? Something's wrong with you. Yeah, and that's on (laughs) you. Because why should you care that much?
2: Yeah, exactly. And so I knew that like what I did wasn't an act of rebellion, like you said, or like wasn't out of ill intent. So I was just like, okay, this is just me being me. She shouldn't be mad about that. I wouldn't want my mom to hold anything back from me either. I don't want anything, anyone to hold anything back from me. I don't.
0: Right, especially if it's not something that honestly it's not that serious. It honestly it's, it's not, not that, that deep. deep. It's, not it's that really deep. not
2: that <laughs> deep and that's the thing what I realized like it's just not that deep. I always say my sister had the best reaction to me coming out cuz I think it was 2016 at the time and her and I are very close in age. I was 20 at the time and she was 19. She just texted me. She was like, "Hey, I heard mom told me that, you know, like you officially came out and everything." Congrats, I guess. Like, I don't feel like we need to tell people congratulations for coming on 2016, right. but mm-hmm. I'm happy for you. I was like, that's the best that's a way to put response. it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Perfect response. Because right. I didn't need like balloons and a grand celebration or anything. For me, I'm like, okay, it's not that it's not big that, of a deal. It's not right. that big of a deal. Yeah, it really isn't. Mm-hmm. But also at the same time, I don't need like weeks and weeks and months and months of crying. Like, could I have gone without it? Absolutely. But, you know?
0: Yeah, I understand. Because no, we don't come out and be like, oh, mommy, I'm straight. Like, that's not we don't it's have a thing. to it shouldn't mm-hmm. have to be a thing because your sex
1: is your business And mm-hmm. you, you know. sharing with other people is not you're sharing it to make them comfortable but i'm just trying to be me and you just so happen to know that yeah i'm i'm gay or i'm straight or i'm whatever
2: yeah exactly and even now with like young kids coming out now like at early ages and like their middle school ages even elementary school ages like let them discover themselves you know what i mean there's kids playing at playing around with crazy shit now and like fucking doing violent things like If your kid wants to express their sexuality, let alone explore it. And not even their sexuality, just their identity as a human.
0: Right. You know? Mm -hmm.
2: Go for it. There's plenty of, like, straight kids that I know or, like, straight guys that I know now growing up. Like, maybe they had a Barbie or two growing up and they're completely straight now. It's just a fucking doll.
0: Right. It's just Just them exploring. Yeah, exactly. It's
2: Mm -hmm. Nothing is that deep.
0: Right. I, I agree with exploring for your identity, but not for your sexuality as a kid, though. Because as a kid, like you should just not be having sex, period.
2: Yeah, of course. Without yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: the proper knowledge. Mm-hmm. so Because I think like um, with social media nowadays, it's kind of making kids explore their sexuality a little bit too mm. early.
1: They're exposed uh, to so much. Yeah, and it's age, just a little hard. bit too early. Like mm-hmm. I'm not
0: saying they can't like what they like, but sex comes with consequences. And if you're not properly educated in that, then you don't need yeah. to be participating in that activity in mm-hmm. any shape or form period
2: yeah i agree it's the identity is the thing
0: the identity is that more matters important. granted
2: there should be when it comes to sexuality there should be open inclusion to all though right. you know because there's that conversation we have it a lot at work and stuff where you know we'll be talking about like i don't know like sesame street or like you know these cartoons and stuff or like you know the scooby-doo thing scooby-doo thing have you heard of it recently how like velma like the character now is like in the new reboot of it like she's lesbian apparently no, everyone's really. going, yeah. Everyone's going up in arms about it and What's stuff. It's a fucking cartoon. That first of all, it's a cartoon, and I'm just like, okay. Like this isn't like an X-rated film. Like, and on top she of just, that, I don't think it'll yeah. change
1: the plot of the of the movie or of the show. Yeah. So exactly, I happen? think
2: <laughs> at most she mentions like I think in one scene like there's a girl that walks down the hall. And she's just like, oh, Jink- jinkies or whatever they say. Oh, like, like
0: the girl turned the on type shit.
2: Yeah, but like it wasn't anything crude or inappropriate.
0: It was just her being a human.
2: Exactly. And even that moment, like, it may sound corny and maybe it just might sound too soft, but I don't give a fuck. It's like, there might be a kid at home that, like, maybe a little girl that's watching is just like, oh, I felt that way about a girl at school. Hmm. I feel normal now. <laughs> or like, maybe like, it's not just me. Like, that's always right. about- Representation. That's, yeah, that's exactly mm-hmm. what it what it's about. is just being like, oh, shit, it's not just me out here alone. There's more people like me out here.
0: Right. This was a great conversation. This was. It was. Oh. You really enlightened me. I feel, I feel like
1: I
2: I'm better human. I hope I did <laughs> with all my long tangents and whatnot.
1: It wasn't That's too That's what long. we wanted. and It wasn't long. No, it was okay, well appreciated and well needed. It was.
0: So before we wrap up, we do have to talk about the food, Wajong. Wajong. And we're supposed to talk about this food we have. We call it Epa. Mm-hmm. It's a swallow. It's a swallow. Okay. Don't swallow other things, um, but it is a swallow, <laughs> and it is made from dried cassava. Um, when mixed with boiling water, it mm-hmm. becomes into like this dough kind of form that is usually sided with a type of stew. Um, I don't know if they have anything like that in Egypt.
2: I think they do, yeah. They do. Something similar to it.
0: Okay, you have to find out and come mm-hmm. back and tell I us, and then we have to. Tell you said it it's works. like a
2: dough. You said it's
0: it's like a dough, but it's not a dough. I Do you know
1: fufu? You know fufu. You know yes. Yeah, it's it's almost like that. Almost. Like I got you. Okay, yeah. but yeah. it's a different mm-hmm. form of, and it's a different texture. Tappa, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm, okay. Fufu is more softer, but grainier. Grain. It took the words right out of my tongue. Gotcha. Like a little bit of grainy.
0: grainy. Mm-hmm. So that's what it Sounds is.
2: Sounds good. Okay. Yeah.
0: Yeah, so you gotta find out and then tell us what if they what it is in Egypt I will. so we could share it with our followers um but we're gonna bring it to a close. I'm are again the one and only and thank you for joining us today on the Fang podcast with the Joey the bad boosie.
2: Bussy, yeah, Bussy. I like how you added a little spin on it, too. That's cute. I had Bussy, to. Yeah. You got a
0: little flavor in there. Mm-hmm, and, mm-hmm. of course, my co-host, Rebecca. And I'm going to speak for all of them. We do thank you for tuning in for this episode. <laughs> we hope you learned a lot. You. you can follow me at, it's on Instagram at its underscore McCree. And if you ever want to see me doing foolishness, like dancing with a hulu, you can follow me on TikTok at its McCree. And anything beauty, by underscore McCree.
1: Yes. Um, and you can follow me on Instagram and TikTok at that queen Beck and my beauty portfolio page on Instagram at touchbybecks. And Joey, please let the people know anything that you have going on, your social medias, all of that. Yes. Amazing. And about your podcast too.
2: Absolutely. How can we not mention it? So you could follow me personally at badbussy on Instagram. That's B-H-A-D-D-D-B-H-U-S-S-Y. There's three D's in the middle for a reason. And you could also catch my show, Me, Myself, and a queer platform and space for queer Creators and our allies at mm underscore and underscore pod. Or just find it through my Instagram, my personal Instagram. There's a link to everything. Tune in. We have a lot of special guests coming soon and you won't want to miss it.
1: Yes. All the information will be in the description. All the links will be down below. So do make sure you check that out. And yeah, we would like to thank you all for joining us on this episode. And thank we will see you next me. week. Yes, you better like, comment, and subscribe. (laughs) Yay.